1: Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the
2: name? It's Roycey Unchained. Patrick Roycey. It's my Wally Pip game yes, here. Yes, it Jud- is. Judd Jud- Jud Zolgad went to Vikings camp, Jud, and, he's, uh, and he's giving me the keys to the car here.
1: Judd showed me where his heart is. It's with the purple and, yeah. uh, and writing something for the website rather than, uh, rather and also uh, TikTok and all that yeah. other stuff that he's doing. And, uh... Are you are you absolutely blown away at Judd's love for TikTok? It
2: is pretty remarkable.
1: And how long
2: does a TikTok-y thing last? Thirty seconds? Yeah, thirty to sixty. The, the, the here's the your kicker, Pat is it's me who is posting it. So it's okay. it's, it's Judd recording all the work, and this is classic. Uh, uh-huh. As I like to, I call Judd uh, I call Doogie high maintenance. And I call Judd needy. Those those are <laughs> so my two different.
1: It, can TikTok, it can't be that difficult to post if you, uh, no, not if at you all. learn two easy steps or something. Yeah, right?
2: it's it's mostly just uploading a mm-hmm. 45 second video that, that takes about. 45 seconds to do and creating a little caption and, and making sure all the right things are tagged. Uh, apparently
1: and. our attempt to shut down TikTok uh, because it was part of the Chinese uh, government uh, <laughs> propaganda didn't work out too well with no. the youth of America or even the older guys like Judd. So now that tick now that when Twitter got discovered by the older crowd, mm-hmm. the younger crowd went away from it, right? Correct. And then we had Instagram. And then I think that's obviously still big because a lot of young ladies are making a lot of money off it by influencers. Yeah. Influencers. influencers. But. TikTok. What's the one where it disappears?
2: After 15 seconds. Oh, that's Snapchat. Snapchat. Now is that
1: big now or not?
2: It's not as big as it used to be. It's being kind of. And
1: and what what was the object of that? Because I would think most people want. That stuff to live if they mm-hmm. think they did it real good, right? Well, or something
2: I, the the original basis of it. Uh, Cause it launched when I was in college. I was I was it launched about ten years ago, so I, I would have been a freshman in college ten years ago this time. Um, so I was 18, 19 years old. And the kind of the lure of it was to send a picture that would yes would that would erase after you'd done click it so you you would you would send a photo and it would to, be away
1: to, it would be to several friends it'd be several or to friends or
2: to maybe it. you know to your significant other or maybe a yeah. racy photo oh, okay. a little bit but that was, was also gone. a Nobody thing but then can, it was
1: gone and and is can for instance the nosy government or the police or uh-huh. anything can they track down Snapchat stuff like I, they can old emails and stuff I, or not. <sighs>
0: I old, think uh, so.
2: Old messages. Well, what was, what wasn't the, um, I was just listening to Levitard the other day and the day after the incidents in Uvalde and whatnot, and and didn't, didn't, uh, what was the other, I, I shouldn't say this, but what was the other shooting, the big one 10 years ago? Sa- uh, that Sandy Hook. Uh, Sandy Hook. Yeah, Sandy yes. Hook. And they had the red flag law that on Facebook uh, Messenger, you know, authorities can be called in if there's messages that are flagged and, yeah. you know, conspic- suspicious activity and whatnot. I don't know if that's the same with Snapchat. I'm guessing it probably is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm guessing okay. it, it pro- probably is. But
1: So uh, here's the deal. It, it It is amazing how rapidly this phenomenon has taken yep. place because we started doing the uh, morning show, ran 13 Glorious Months, in February of 2009. Okay. And we used to get... Julio Ojeda on from the St. Paul paper okay. to talk to us about this crazy damn thing. He was, he was writing about Twitter. Yeah. What was, what is, what is this is the goofiest thing I ever heard of? <laughs> what are you talking about? And I remember on my flip phone. Yeah. Starting off trying to send, it would take 15 minutes to write 140 characters. Yeah. yeah. And I had no, Julio Ojeda Zapata. He was great because he was extremely serious, no humor. And we were all making fun of this thing. And now it's passe, right? I mean, it's still big and it's still powerful, but it's the only one I participate in because the other stuff is too, even Facebook. Even Facebook for you? I don't, I'm, I'm on Facebook, but I don't know if it was Hubbard or the Star Tribune that put me on it. And I don't have any idea what my password is. I've never gone through the process of changing it. I might have thousands of messages in there telling me to do whatever they want me to do.
2: Well, but, Facebook, you know, Facebook's the one that has uh, the oldest crowd and the oldest yeah, demographic. Yeah. All the older people, as, as you like to see on those strip Star Tribune article comments, those yeah. same people live on okay. the Facebook That's comments. It. They're
1: still on the Facebook. Yep. So, uh, well, it's uh, so... I mean, these are, did Instagram, which, what's the biggest now? What's what's the king I, I would, would say TikTok and Instagram. TikTok and Instagram. Si- TikTok and TikTok Instagram. And Instagram. With, nope. with anybody under 40, or mm-hmm. 30 mm-hmm. or something.
2: And I would say that the, um, the more kids that are in high school right now or entering college, I'd say are definitely more on TikTok than Instagram.
1: And uh, Twitter was uh, basically captured by political... Rival, yeah. Rivals, mm-hmm. which when it started in oh nine, I mean, Obama was president, and mm-hmm. we were all fairly happy. And you know, the the racists had to be in hiding. Then you, <laughs> know, you couldn't just go out on Twitter and have a, the time of your life because racism was still something you kept in your heart and you didn't express publicly. Uh, but it's uh, you know, it is it is amazing what the media becomes. And I've always said, you know, that the comments in the newspapers, you know, they're not that old. That's like mid 2006, maybe.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. The evolution of the comments. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, To the late, you know, first of all, I covered the Olympics in Sydney in 2000. Actually, we had uh, three people there Rachel, Jay Weiner, and me Mm -hmm. uh, in Sydney. And we had a 17 hour time difference. Right. Yep. And we still didn't make use of the website. We had, I don't even know if it was what it was labeled as. I don't think there was like this StarTribune.com entity, but in three weeks there, I might've filed uh, something that was occurring in the afternoon, which was the middle of the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I might've sent, Twelve paragraphs in uh, you know like three to four different updates that if somebody happened to stumble onto this website they could read that the u s baseball team won the gold medal you know before we wrote it for a i I always recall that uh, when the Gopher, when the u um, s men's team beat Lithuania in the semis uh when they almost got beat, Lithuania had a yep. shot in the air, and we were waiting and I was in the mix zone. On my cell phone, doing the morning hit. Yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah. Talking about a basketball game that I was then going to write for the next morning's paper. So, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, we were like a day behind on wow. everything, and we still didn't. We didn't. We weren't worried enough about the website to, you know, hey, get your stuff in as soon as we can. We'll post it, which is the way it is now. You know.
2: So, so forgive me here, showing my age and my youth, because obviously I was, I was eight. In yeah. 2000, and I—that's—that I, was right around the time too. I became like my conscious sports memory mm-hmm. started. I 41 Donut is my first real Vikings vivid memory. That yeah, season—that's a, a good one. That's a have. good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah I, right. I remember the ass kicking they gave the Saints the week before. I yeah, remember sure. my dad saying to me very vividly, "I think we're going to go to the Super Bowl." <laughs>
1: yes, and, and uh,
2: boy, were we wrong. The,
1: the, the promising young sports writer at the St. Paul at the Minneapolis paper, Sid Hartman. Came back at least twice from uh, uh, th- that week at uh, Winter Park saying, I have never seen a team so confident they were going to win a game as the Vikings. <laughs> Denny Green is absolutely certain they're going to uh, win the
2: game. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But but back to the Olympics. So were you, when you had to file a story, and even pre-2000s, you have you covered other Olympics mm-hmm. too, right? You were in Los Angeles, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, I was. The uh, first one I covered was 84. Yeah, yes. L.A.
2: I covered six. So, so what was the prosecuting stories there? Where were you, were you faxing? Like how, how did well, that work?
1: In, uh, in the first, how, I think, yeah, 84, what were we doing? We were, no, we were, we were computerized by 84. But okay. those of us at the St. Paul paper always had the inferior commi- equipment until the radio shack became the big deal. But, for instance when I I was the first guy to ever take a computer out of the St. Paul paper to cover the twins in 78 my last year. Okay. But it was a Texas Instrument which was like a tep- typewriter. It weighed 5000 pounds yeah. Yeah. and it had two breasts on top of it, uh, you know, it yeah. had two braziers on top of it. That's what you would you would put the phone in there and you had to carry treated paper. With you. You had to interview the great thing, and like at the World Series or stuff like that, in the press box, anybody got a roll of paper? paper? I yeah. thought I forgot my paper at the hotel, you know. So. It's like
2: phone chargers yeah, now. Right. If you need yeah. a phone ah. charger, just ask a beat writer, they'll give you one. Yeah. And wow.
1: uh, uh, so, but in the St. Paul, the Minneapolis paper had the Porta Bubble, which was like the Telegram, which was three steps above. So it was a great pecking order at, yeah. at the big events. You know St. Paul, the second paper, in, uh the these, all these other towns, Dallas, Fort, Fort Worth, us, uh, all the second papers in a city, in a market, or an area, we'd have these rotten, uh, damn Texas instruments because they were cheaper. And then the then the New York Times and the Washington Post and the Star Tribune would have uh, would have porta bubbles. Yeah. And uh you know, have the higher level one. But yeah, we the computer started in seventy eight. So I really didn't cover an Olympics or a uh but before that we were still typing through nineteen seventy seven with mm-hmm. the baseball and would hand it to uh would hand it to uh what they called Sportscom and they'd send it to the office. Okay. They'd fax it to the office during the game. Then at night, I mean, then because I covered the for both papers with for the Twins, uh, morning uh, the Pioneer Press and the Morning Dispatch, we had to lug a uh, a Xerox machine along with us in a big case and wow. have, it, have it in the hotel and then send it send it in the morning or when you got back to the hotel in the afternoon. But you had to lug that with you.
2: I oh I remember to even to this day. Uh, I always find it fascinating that guys like Dave Campbell or or uh, Brian Hall but when they send in an AP story they still call in to say, "Hey, my yeah. game story's been filed. Yes. I'm this person. It's this game ID. It's this game." Okay. I still yeah. find that hilarious to me. Cause that that seems very old school. Well,
1: me. I these you know, I'm a old part-timer and I'm about the only one that still is allowed to email my copy to various editors because there's a, a, you know, first of all, I'm not an official employee. I'm a retiree who's Mm -hmm. on a contract. And there's something that they've, they've changed about three different times, but people now send their own stories and then they're allegedly edited, but certainly not like they used to be, but they, they write on a select site for the, yes, and they tell me it's easy, but nobody's ever sat down and taken the time to try to, to get show it you. through my. I think they also have to go through a process to make me
0: el- at, yeah. eligible
1: to to do it. Too. Well, when so I don't,
2: when I when I would either either for Score North back in the day or when I I used to write for Bring Me the News on and off two different times too. We we use, it's a site called WordPress, yeah. which is the mo- that's the most common one. Yeah, you know, people he, have he, have the body and yeah. your headline, and you usually. No nope. if you at your editor yes you'd save a draft the you know your editor would come in edit the draft there um then it'll be published you know to all the to the electronically to all the sites so it is pretty fascinating to watch all that evolution
1: I uh drive them crazy though when, if it's not so much on deadline which i i probably only 20% of my columns are probably written on deadline anymore right. uh but i send my i read it i finish it And I always write in Microsoft Word. I read it in Microsoft Word, send it to, uh, then put it on an email. Right. And then I read it again on the email, and then I resend it. Then I send it to the various parties. And then half hour later, I go through it again just to get a new look at it to see if, and I'll always send in four corrections or words (laughs) missing or stuff like that. And you know Chris Miller, whoever sports editor, always gets it. He says, "I'm awaiting the next version." (laughs) He says, "I have this. I'll await the next version before I uh, send it to what they, wherever they put it." So there's a
2: there's a couple. Those are couple copies of your rough draft before the final draft. Yeah, I I I always,
1: unless you're really on deadline, and then you gotta pray for the old time editing that you used to. But you know, uh, I mean, the the Star Tribune is still very well staffed. Yes, but, but. uh, the, the, the amount of people who read your copy before it gets in the paper has been substantially reduced, Right, you know, there used to be somebody on the desk and then the, and then the guy in the slot would read it once and, you know, everybody, and now it's, uh, you know, there's, especially in the remote time, you know, in the remote era that, right. uh, you know, used to be able to just call the desk and say, Hey who's reading me, blah, blah, blah. And uh, now it's, uh, I, I just found something who's reading me and now it's, now it's different, but, uh, we're still blessed over at the Star Tribune to have a full staff. So anyhow, yeah, it's, uh, but it, the, the phenomenon of, uh, social media yeah. as we call it, it's, it's only like Twenty years old you right. know it's in twitter you know mm-hmm. twitter was in 2008 2009 something like
2: that yeah some have come some come and gone already it's pretty and it's i pretty could remarkable. never
1: imagine myself when it started i thought yeah this is kind of silly being a nut yeah you know well, i'm being, addicted being to twitter. twitter twitter yeah i'm addicted and especially you know especially when they change it to 280 words oh yeah i mean 280 characters that was huge instead of 140 because you could have it you could actually send out some information once in a while or complete the joke you were trying to tell <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to have some nice satirical joke in, in 140 characters or Yeah, 140 you know?
2: you're right yeah, it's pretty... too
1: hard to get to the punchline no so, kidding so anyway
2: Patrick, yeah. uh, obviously the Twins have been playing these Tigers, these lowly Royals. The AL Central's just a, been a gong show this year. Um, I
1: don't think the Royals are that bad, but they have been bad. Yeah. But I like their team. I like for the future. I think Bobby Witt. I would, as I've said a couple of times, I'll take him. You can have any player you want on the Twins roster anywhere, anywhere in the system. I'll take Bobby Witt. Yeah, he's going to be a, a stud he's going player. To be phenomenal. I don't think they're terrible, but the 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 Tigers who thought they were going to be yeah. much improved, Hinch, yeah. they're they're on somebody I heard Provo say yesterday. They're on pace to score the fewest runs in sixty years yeah. or something like that. But right now, what the Twins are trying to piece together,
0: they're
1: they're I'm not walking around shocked because they've lost two out of three to the Tigers. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's plus it's baseball. Yeah. Happens. I mean, the, uh, the, the Phillies were playing terrible and went out and beat the Dodgers three straight before they finally lost a game. And then the Dodgers came back to Philly and kicked the crap out of them. But, uh, you know, it's, it's baseball, but did you don't look now, but Toronto's won six in a row. Yeah. They're starting to roll and you're, you're going up there. And God knows who you're going to pitch.
2: Yeah, that's a lot of.
0: I, I
1: mean, I have no idea who they're. Joe Ryan supposedly is a non vaxxer so he won't be back. And uh, you know, you won't have Kepler because he's uh, apparently a non-vaxer. And uh, Kierloff, uh is in town in Detroit. He didn't play yesterday, but I'm 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 hearing rumors same. he's a non-vaxer. Heard the so, same thing. So uh, we'll. I mean, they go into the. You go to Rocco right now and said, "Rocco, we'll give you one and two, we'll give you a split of these last two in Detroit and one in Toronto. What do you say?" He'd say, "Ah, yes, thank you very much. I'll take that."
2: So probably a, a five. You know, they have. I, I believe it's nine games against Toronto, the Yankees, Tampa Bay coming yes, up after yeah. this this series. Uh, if if they, they don't
1: get their team, they're. Think, so if lot. they
2: walk with five, probably five wins, you, you'd obviously five. Would take five. You take four. Three. You'd take three.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna run. Uh, Devin Smeltzer got to love him. He's been yeah, fantastic. He's, You're gonna run him out against Aaron Judge and Giancarlo uh, and, Gino Carlo and, Carlo and, yeah. and uh, all those, you know, those monsters.
2: <laughs> I, I will say, and we'll, well, he'll be here next week. It appears just early on the Twins might have won that trade with. The, the Yankees between Donaldson getting Urshela and, no, I, and Gary Sanchez. I, so far. I
1: thought at the time they had really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I no, I can't say that. I, I thought Urshela was a good player, and I didn't mind having him. He's better than I thought. But the fact that Sanchez only had to get out of New York right to regain a level of confidence and and mm-hmm. stop being beat up and uh, you know he's. Not a good catcher, but it's not like he's turning around and running back to the the back. They made it sound like he's one of the worst in the history of the game. And I saw Smeltzer giving him all kinds of credit. Now, a lot of that stuff is uh, BS, but he just seems to me like a guy like the weight of the world left his shoulders when he got out of New York, when he was getting booed and stuff like
2: that. Well, I I mean, I was talking to my buddy who's a huge Yankees fan and. You know that they had that little blossoming, that reblossoming with Aaron Judge that came up. Um, you know, Dee, Dee didn't really fulfill Jeter's prophecy, wow. but but you know Gary was. He, he, as he explained it to me, he said Gary was the second. I mean, it was supposed yeah. to be Judge and Gary, and yeah. they were going to carry the you know the next core of Yankees hitters. Uh,
1: I I had the MVP ballot the year
2: Altuve. What year Altuve win? Was that 20s 15, 17? 17, 2017.
1: Yeah. yeah, the year of the they won the World Series and people didn't like the garbage cans, but wasn't that two thousand seventeen? I believe that was. That's correct. five years ago now, and mm-hmm. we're still talking about it. Uh, <laughs> well, I had him on the on the MVP ballot, like eighth or something. Sanchez that year. Hey, he was I, good. I remember putting him on the on the MVP ballot. Of course, I had Doge on the MVP ballot that year too. That's the year he had forty-two, right? Wasn't
2: it? Well, and Gary that year had one first place vote. Um, yeah, might have been or one what accumulated one point of a vote. I don't know if that you wouldn't get a first place vote. You no, know, that
1: might have been my vote. Yeah, but, uh, but you know he was, you know he was dangerous, and he's he's playing good for him. And Herschel, yeah, they absolutely won the trade because first of all, Donaldson's a complete knucklehead. Yeah, but you know the shortstop they could have lived with the shortstop though. I think that guy's a. Decent player. Sure. Yeah. You'd know, rather have Correa, but Correa, but when he plays, so.
2: I loved, uh, I was listening to Levitard yesterday, and the brilliant Stu uh pointed <laughs> yeah. out how, how great it is that uh, Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson get suspended over slapping each other for a fantasy football bet. Yeah. And meanwhile, Josh Downs gets one game for calling uh, Tim Anderson Jackie. And that's, Jackie. And that's, that's, that's where and, we draw the
0: line and in I'm baseball. Trying
1: to, trying to, uh, Explain it well, I heard him say was that so Tim Anderson is supposed to process this whole thing mm-hmm. when you keep repeatedly calling him Jackie. Obviously to needle him. So yeah, that was Donaldson is not I mean there's some stuff going on up there that just yeah, he, 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 I think he thinks he's smarter than anybody else and he's not.
2: You know I, I praise that signing. I, I I was happy when I couldn't believe that they pulled it off, and I thought his kind of personality and that that jackass persona, basically that he has, would would be actually a good influence on a ball club like that. And man, it couldn't have been, well, it couldn't further, have been worse further than the truth. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you thought, oh, him and Cruz, but it took about a week to be in there. Uh, we got in a, we were getting in the clubhouse and his Cruz is over there, and he's they all love him, and the, you had these two incredibly different personalities on each side of the clubhouse, you know, that were supposed to be, you know, these veteran leaders. Well, one of them, Cruz, was like the greatest. He bought Spanish food for every all the Spanish guys he'd at four thirty they'd come in with a cart of his food. And he was genuine and, and Donaldson was crazy, you could see that. But I think everybody kinda knew that. Yeah. You know, the rumors always been they were gonna make an offer that made it look like they were trying to be aggressive. But not get him. Yeah. And then it, 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 was, it, it turned out to be the best offer, so they had to they had to sign him because they put it on the table. I mean they they would have had to flunk him in the physical or right. some damn
2: thing. Yeah. You know, I, I saw yeah it's it's June one and I saw that because it's now June first, we've now officially entered that uh I was watching M L B network this morning and John Morosi was on. We're in now the first Hot stove trade deadline, you know, primer of that. I know the deadline's later this year, but now that it's June 1, we get to actually look at, you know, trade targets. And once again, he was talking about Frankie Montaz and he mentioned the White Sox and Cardinals as two teams he think could make a run at them. Uh, Now, Phil and Judd and I kicked around this idea yesterday on Mackie and Judd, and Montaz has been brilliant this season. He's been exactly who he is. But would you give up, at the time we said Royce Lewis, I don't think we'd give up Royce Lewis and we don't now know how severe his injury is. But would you give up Austin Martin, the Twins' number two prospect, and the top one they got in that Barrios trade a year ago, and another, let's call it another top ten prospect. Is that enough, you think, to get Frankie Montas? Two yeah, top you're 10
1: probably going to get beat out by somebody. But uh, what's, is he a free agent now or another year?
2: I believe he's a free agent after this year. I think yeah. he's a rental.
1: Yeah, well, I, I don't know. With a rental. they th- Everybody thinks Austin Martin can hit. But he hasn't been tearing it up. He hasn't it been hitting in double A. He yet. hasn't been tearing it up yet, but everybody uh you know. I'd uh, I'd call him up and say, uh I got a chance to trade you. I'm not gonna trade you if you get a haircut. <laughs> I don't like guys having it down to their waist. Okay, I don't mind at the shoulders. Nah, I'm not down to the waist. But uh no. I don't know because I don't think they're good enough. Yeah. I don't think they're good enough. I just uh may my if the Whiteys don't get their act together, they might accidentally win the division at 82 and 80. Yeah. But uh, they're not. They're not good enough. This pitching staff is, even with Frankie Montez, well, you get Sonny Gray to go with Sonny Gray healthy and Frankie Montez, and you could win a— Go Ryan in. You know what yeah. they could do? They could win a playoff game. Yeah. That's really our only goal. Is to end the eighteen-game losing streak. That's right? fine. Yeah, that's the only goal. But well, I was eleven years I, old. I, I have gone from bashing the hell out of them, though, <laughs> to saying, "Okay, you can't operate, but this way, you can't. You, when you don't have your team, you can't operate, and they don't have their team, and uh, and and God knows when they're going to get their team. You know, so it's, uh, you know, uh, and this Toronto series could not have come along at a worse time. Yes. You know, you're, you got a bunch of guys hurt. And then
2: all of a sudden you got four or five who can't go play. Is it, is it looking like you think so far, uh, probably a Yankees Dodgers world series. Do you think if oh, they look I pretty too damn I good? I don't think
1: the Yankees are a cinch, but the Dodgers are <laughs> Dodgers are, you know, the over and under on the Dodgers was what? hundred, 101 or something. I mean, it was yeah. a all time record high over mm-hmm. and under and. And the over is going to win. I mean, they're going to win 110. Yeah, uh, San Diego's good. San Diego's yeah, hanging in there, but they're uh, going to end up 15 behind them. I mean, the Yankee. This is this Dodger team has not really hit the, hit their hit their stride, and uh, and they're still you know winning two out of three. So, yeah, I I think the Dodgers for sure. Although the National League's better than the American League, so I I, I don't know. But uh, the Yankees. The Yankees if they stay healthy uh that lineup is uh with if, if when Giancarlo Stanton mm-hmm. goes from an automatic out to getting base hits to right field now he's hurt right now but I mean, that happens often but uh uh they they can still hit home runs in a era when, in a, in a season where home runs are being phased out so yeah in that
2: ballpark too <laughs> I have tickets to the uh to the Wednesday game <laughs> When they're here, and it's also it's It's, Skull Night, it's the Vikings Skull Night that night. So they're giving away the Vikings beanie hat, and I'm sure Kevin O'Connell will be there.
1: It's going to uh, be interesting if they draw people for the Yankees, and by that thirty thousand, I mean Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday.
2: It looked like on on Saturday or Sunday's game, and I was watching it up at at a cabin. But it it looked like actually the lower bowl was pretty decent on Saturday, decent for their twenty-seven.
1: Yeah, that's not bad. What were they giving away? Something. I was there. I couldn't figure out what it was. Uh, I was
2: no, I was there for the United. They gave away Minnesota United jersey, I believe, uh, on, in the middle of the homestand last time. Um, I don't well, know they what gave they gave away twins, or They
1: gave away twins hats with the air conditioning in them. Oh, yeah. One of those, ones? those were Friday night, I think. And then Sunday, I don't know, it looked like something was getting They
2: got the Top Gun hat coming out. Oh. That'll
1: be a big seller. Pat,
2: I, I went I went last night. Was it, that last it, night? It, it, it was incredible. And I, um, so obviously I'm born in 92 and and we've, we reviewed the original for the second time on the podcast last Mm. week. So, and that was only my second time viewing the original Top Mm -hmm. Gun. Okay. And I, I just, and it's again, product of of the circumstance. Like I just don't understand the hype that everyone loved of that movie for the eighties. Now I will say the new one last night was incredible. Everybody loves it captivating my, it was incredible
1: my youngest son chris mr baseball spent 4 years in the marines yeah. as a in the uh in the flying division yep. in the planes and he is will never go to the second one cuz he's still so offended at the first one because the way they killed off what was his name goose, goose. Uh, anthony goose. edwards the yeah. way they killed off goose with the canopy mm-hmm. was complete horse crap it would have never worked that way the plane's going 500 you hit the thing and the canopy takes off in a fraction of a second at 500 miles an hour and he said it was nonsense and he's <laughs> extremely offended that that they would come up with this he said they should have had him eaten by a shark yeah. it would have been more <laughs> it would have been more realistic so he's he's out on the second uh, Top Gun because of that. I, you know, I'm sure it's great. I just, you know, first of all, I hate to do anything that helps Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's and, a and be, job. And be uh, I don't know. I'm, it's not.
2: You got to go see it in the theater. Obviously, you, know, yes. you
1: can't. You can't wait for it to come to. TV and watch it there it's you you won't get the effects
2: so I've I've had a few I haven't had many movie experiences in the pandemic but I can confidently say it's the best movie I've seen in the pandemic in, no, theaters, it's the in first, theaters it's
1: the first gangbusters one yeah. it's the I mean they're hauling in hundreds of yeah. millions of dollars so. and it's funnier you're, you're, in that way it's good to yeah. get people going back to theaters but I went to when I go see but 2 weeks ago I went to uh what was the name of that? No, something somewhere. Uh, what's what's the, what's the movie? Uh, you know, uh, something somewhere. Uh, whatever it is, it's. Uh, and it wasn't bad, but they showed. First of all, the previews lasted fifteen minutes. Eight movies, seven kid movie. No, one kid movie. Seven sci-fi. Yeah. Horror. Uh, or action figures yeah. come to life movies. There's no movies. Yeah, I
2: know. I want a movie. I, yesterday it was it was Buzz Lightyear, yeah. uh, another kids movie. <laughs> a, a brief tease at a creepy horror film. Yeah. Uh, and the other one I don't even remember what. Oh, uh, the new Elvis movie that's coming out. No, Tom I'm, Hanks. No, I didn't um, see that. Yeah, that no. looks that I'd looks alright. Go. I I I'm i I'm, cu- I'm curious on that one. I would I would probably go see that.
1: You know I'm not. Fully anti-horror.
0: Okay.
1: I loved the quiet, the first. Quiet place? Oh, the God. The first one. I'm yes. sure the second one was hokey, but the first one was great.
0: Yep.
1: Because the concept was fantastic. And, uh, you know, just the, just the, you know, I thought that was great. And, and not, I'm not all horror. Uh, this Elvis movie, though, cannot be as good as Bubba Hotep. Did you ever see Bubba I Hotep? I I did not. Uh, Bubba Hotep is Elvis is alive in a, uh, nursing home. Okay. And, uh, and then there's a, there's a, um, there's a creature around and stuff like that. Elvis is that Campbell, <laughs> that, uh, what is it? Bruce Campbell? The guy yeah. Bruce in Campbell, isn't it? Yeah. Those crazy movies. Those crazy movies. You have watch it someday. Okay. It's, it's a wonderful, I don't know what it is. It's a farce. It's a, it's a horse far 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 silly sillier than hell but elvis is uh elvis isn't a nursing home
2: it's you? funny that uh your son brought up the, the aviation things. So my so my brother was in the air force and did tactical maintenance on mm-hmm. f6 and f15s um and he always hated top gun because same thing the pi- the cocky pilots yeah that he can't effing stand that he had to actually work with. Yeah. And these bastards would come, you know, my brother's busting his ass and so his, mm-hmm. his crew members are busting their ass to make this plane and work. They're and all
1: looking and, and you, they're all looking down at looking you. Looking down
2: and kicking the wheel and, you know, testing something out and just, it, it, he he get furious. So he's also kind of anti-top gun <laughs> for those exact reasons, too, that he spent all of his life fixing the damn things and yeah, he hated the pilots.
1: That, that was 36
2: years ago, though, right? Yeah, it was. yeah eighty 86. 86 wow. was when so the original wow, came cruises.
1: out. So, Sixty now, then yeah. Huh? Early
2: sixties. Well, it, it was interesting uh, because I believe they were supposed. They did all the filming. I think pre-pandemic. They. I think most of it was done pre-pandemic, and they were going to release it. I think middle of twenty twenty, and then Tom Cruise, being the psychopath he is, delayed it. Didn't want to, didn't want to release it in the pandemic. It didn't want to release it last year when we were still kind of getting back to normal. Yeah,
1: well, he probably knew what he had.
2: Too. Yeah. And then before the movie started, actually, there was a cameo of him on set, and he says, "Thank you so much for coming to this. It's you know been decades in the making. We've had to wait mm-hmm. extra time because of COVID." And he brought mm-hmm. up the fact that you know they actually did live, you know, Cameron fighter jets with people that were actually flying in the planes and stuff. So it wasn't just all crazy special effects. There was some mm-hmm. reality to it to a degree. Um, but it it was was very good. It was a phenomenal film. I am, film. Uh, you
1: know, it shows my age, but uh, I love the movies. Like, my favorite Star Wars movie is the first one because mm-hmm. they had to work right. to make it, you know, they had to build stuff. They didn't just do it with graphics. I do... I love movies. I had the favorite, the first Jaws. They had to build stuff. It's not yeah. with gravity. The first Jaws was
2: fantastic. Yes, great movie. I've I went yeah. to
1: the first Star Wars with my two kids. They weren't that old then. That's how long ago it was. Downtown we went, and I liked it better than they did, the first Star Wars. Yeah. I think because the spoof part of it was, the the, the the you know, the satire within it was was great the characters are great and then jaws another one i went through with low expectations the first one fantastic yeah robert shaw and the boat and the whole deal uh and as they as they become easier to make i don't like them as much because i you know showing this thing streaming through the air on a graphic is you know <laughs> the hell with it but uh that's you know this is just me this one Obviously, they were able to use a lot more graphics than they did the last time, right?
2: Yep. Yeah, it was. How
1: long's it go? It got to be two and just, a half hours. Right? Uh, Not really. I
2: think it was a little over two. I don't. Yeah, I don't, right, I don't okay. believe it was two and a half. If it was, it was close to that. But it it, it paced so well that good, I I good. didn't feel like I was in there a Who long Who played time. Deborah Winger? Uh, De- well, we had
1: to have the love interest, right? Jennifer Connolly. Jennifer, oh, so, well, so I might go to the movie. Then. And
2: what what was unique here? Spo- but she's forty now. so yeah. Who was who was who was her boyfriend? Tom Cruise was. So, oh, okay. So what they did was, and brief spoiler alert here. So so yeah, he
1: isn't the main. Is he the still the main character, or who uh, who are the who are the young hotshot
2: Uh So uh, the 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 main young actor there would be Miles Teller. Do you know who Miles Teller is? Yes. So Miles Teller plays Goose's son. He plays oh, Anthony okay. Edwards, uh, his son. And then Val Kilmer actually is involved, and mm-hmm. Val as he, uh,
1: Val is no longer with us, right? Uh, Val, well, I does. think
2: he's still alive, but he can't speak. He had he had throat cancer, and his throat's okay. been removed. He's um, fat as me. Last time I saw, and him. they tied him into the movie, which was brilliant. And they actually used his throat cancer in the actual film. So, oh, so, really? so they mentioned that he has throat cancer in the movie, and I he can't he speak. I don't. I think he's still kicking. He's All not. Right, he, he's uh, yeah. He's he's sixty two. There was that great documentary on Amazon last year. I mean, he's near in the end. He 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 can't talk and he
1: aged about as poorly. as Oh, anyway. I know.
2: Sixty-two years old, still he is still alive. Okay. He's still alive. Yes,
1: all right. Okay. Um, he died.
2: But what they did with Jennifer Connelly was so there's they tied her into she's, the beginning. She's Never in a bathing suit or anything. Is oh she no, in nope, okay. nope. Shucks. She runs a bar uh, oh, okay. in, in the in the in, in this one um, because Kelly McGillis was the love interest sure, in the original. Right. Yes, and so she's not involved in mm. this at all. Where they did with Jennifer Connelly was they mentioned at the beginning of the original Top Gun that that Maverick had had a little an affair and a little time with the admiral's daughter, uh-huh. and that's who Jennifer Connelly's character is in the new one. The so,
1: admiral's daughter. Yeah, so they, okay. they
2: they brought up when they're getting their at in the original Top Gun in 1986, him and Anthony Edwards getting their ass chewed out by the admiral for just being you know mm-hmm. fighter boys. And he mentions to Maverick all the rap sheet bad things he's done, and he says, "And then you had you had the runoff with the admiral's daughter."
1: Yeah, well, Jennifer Connolly's way too young to be the Correct. admiral's daughter from nineteen eighty six. If she was of legal, if she was seventeen, yeah. She uh, she can't pass for uh, fifty three. So she, that's
2: where they tied in the new one where it was the admiral's daughter, and it, it was pretty brilliant actually when you kind of kind of think about it that they were mm-hmm. able to to do that to a degree. But yeah, it was it was great. I well, I'm I glad it.
1: to see uh, so some movie getting people to go back yeah. to the theaters because I uh,
2: I fear that industry uh, I know. Has something.
1: I saw a very good. Uh, I to, I think I told you this uh, movie I really liked that was in the theaters, but they also you could also buy it. Uh, uh, the outfit, which has got that Mark Rylance in it. And okay. uh, it's, uh, not, it, it, is, is it the outfit? Yeah. Yeah. The, the outfit. The outfit. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's, a uh, he's a suit maker. He's a, okay. he's a cutter for suits and, but that's not what he really is, but it's, uh, it's really good, but it's a movie. It's like lines and conversation right. and, and all that, uh, all that stuff we used to love so uh, I gotta ask you what uh what has in your youth mm-hmm. which you still have, even in your time of being a hockey fan, it's been a great transformation that home ice doesn't mean anything doesn't mean do you have much. any theory on that? Why has it i mean we used to you go in oh, yeah. I mean the crowds are crazier than they've ever been. Screaming and hollering and yelling, it's got to be a change in the athletes, doesn't it? I think so. It's got to be a change in the athletes that they're so sophisticated now that they've played in all these. They've played in showcases since they were twelve, and mm-hmm. the pressure and the whole thing. Because it doesn't, you know, the three of the four uh, quarters semifinalists were the lower seed. Yeah, they gave up the home ice, mm-hmm. and uh you know. Uh, Colorado's the only one of the, the the seeded teams that won. How the hur- Hurricanes turn around and get beat by the Rangers? I have no idea. You
2: know, they and they had you know Ranta got ran over again and yeah. or, or strained his groin, I should say, and and they were playing their third string goal. It's actually remarkable they played fourteen mm-hmm. playoff games with. We were almost to the
1: point LaFontaine was going to play. Yeah, I think we were. Is he there? Is God. He there?
2: Did but, they call him up? I think he I think he, was, he had to have been, been the, the next back, man in the line. The backup, yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, look, I, I think also a lot of those teams, and I don't know if this is, you quantify it, but, you know, uh, with the Rangers, they've had veteran players, and they're riding their, you know, this young Igor Shashirskan who's going to win the Vezna. I mean, he yeah. looks like he's a stud. Tampa Bay's been there and done that the last three years. Um, you know Edmonton's a little. If you would have said at the beginning of the year, you know everyone loves Connor McDavid, but you know do they have enough in the tank to get all the way to the to the Stanley well, Cup?
1: Calgary was wasn't Calgary ahead? Yeah. They were ahead in that series. Yeah, and Calgary
2: they? was has been great all season long. I, I didn't think I didn't think Edmonton stood but a chance in that Colorado's, series. Now Colorado's
1: good. Now Colorado gets they got nine last night, yeah. right? Nine, yeah. it,
2: nine, it was nine
0: to six, I nine believe. Six. <laughs> yeah.
2: And but Kemper's hurt.
1: Yeah. So now they got. Peter Gudavend or yeah, some the, the, damn
2: thing I never heard of. It's it's the you know it's the it's the, the thing new we, NHL with
1: goals. Are, goals are now legal and even mm-hmm. in the playoffs.
2: So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's and it's been an entertaining Stanley Cup. You know, we've had numerous game sevens and even with some minor upsets here and there. I, it's it's been fun. It's it's been a well, good.
1: playoff. I say that the NBA has had some good series, but the, the games have all been twenty-five points. You get you win right. by twenty five and then you go on a row and you lose by twenty five or sometimes the other way around, and it's it's been unpredictable. But the games have not. There have been very few nail biters. I think Phil said this yesterday that best series so far might be Wolves Memphis. Yeah, you know, as far as yeah. not knowing who was going to win, right? At, yeah, uh, at least at the end of the game. And I, but, I think
2: I think Golden State takes care of Boston. I I don't.
1: I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it, but. I like. Uh, Boston is weird, man. <laughs> Tatum and uh, Brown, when they're. Yeah, when they're playing well, when they're, they're good. they're cooking, they're. And, uh, you know, they get. You still got Draymond trying to guard a guy five inches taller than him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they'll probably
2: win, but. Uh,
1: I think it's appropriate because I always saw Wiggy as a world champion,
2: didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wiggy. His numbers, Phil pointed this out today. I don't know if it was was on with you or not, but across the board, and I know it was only five games he played in the playoffs with the Wolves, points, rebounds, assists to a T. the exact same. The exact same. Yeah. Yeah. But he's the fourth fiddle.
1: Yes. I said, if he's the best player once out of every six games, it's fine. Yeah. You know, if way if Curry's having a bad night and Clay Thompson is I mean, if they're not making their threes and he does something, he looks great. That's wiggy. He's a better he's a better three point shooter now than he was, but but uh yeah, I mean it's great for him. He doesn't have to do anything. And he actually I heard a couple of interviews where he attempted he gave a minimal attempt to actually answer the question, which is something he's never did in his time here. Yeah. He even got, when he, when he got his 125 million, he
2: wouldn't even say oh, anything. Oh God, he know. was bore-ass. He was as boring he as was. It got. um got. Uh, Pat, it's been, it's been 10 years since Dark Star. I saw you, yes, you your column I today. I wrote a
1: column today. I could have,
2: I've had a few people saying, well, you didn't have anything about his Tom Kelly
1: relationship. And he I, well, they didn't allow me to write a chapter of a book.
0: Yeah you, know? yeah,
1: yeah. you have to make your choices with the dark man when you're writing about him. I could, I that was 1,200 words, which is 410 more than they want, 420. And I could have written 6,000 right off the top of my head without even talking to people. I kind of tried to approach it from the media standpoint this time. Yeah and uh but I mean I have uh you know I tried to keep away from the 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 personal type of stuff for right. the most part, like I was telling you guys today that uh you know the the four or five times we went out to La Costa in August were there was a chapter to be written about yeah. each one of those trips, yeah what a beauty. And we would, uh, you know, he first thing he'd do when he got there, go down and find the starter and give him a 100 bucks, And then we'd tee off first, to, to, you know, Lacoste in August, fairly busy. Yeah. We'd go down and tee off, you know, the the first tee time was 7.30. We'd tee off at 7.15. With, right. With the great James Brown as our caddy, he was a beauty. He dark had his own Lacoste caddy because he'd been there quite a while. Of course, yeah. And, uh, and then uh, we had fun tying it in with the Eddie Reed handicap because that was a that was the big joke. You can't you can't miss the Eddie Reed man. <laughs> Some people can't miss the Derby. Some people can't miss the Preakness. Darky and I we couldn't miss the Eddie Reed in uh, San Diego for about five years or so. Yeah, he was he was. <laughs> I've never had a friend that close. Well, you basically couldn't believe a word he told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you didn't, it wasn't all BS. Right. You suspected it was, that it might be. And you never even challenged him. You never even said, that's not true, Darkie. Right. You know, he was like his story that he was a, a horse handicapper for the uh, Herald Examiner in Los Angeles. He was one of their selection box guys, you know, that, and that's how he got the nickname Dark Star. I never bothered to check because I he was basically working in the bag room at a golf course out there, right? Uh, one of the Bel Air or one of the golf courses, uh, Riviera, I think Riviera, and, uh, and but how he really and I didn't repeat how this how Dark Star occurred. Uh, he, he he occurred because he called Joe and I to tell us that Bud Grant was resigning for the second time on Monday Night Sports Talk. And Dark we'd never heard of him, didn't know who he was, but he called out and said, This is Dark Star. Uh Bud Grant's gonna resign again. And uh we went with it. We hey here, you know, in the spirit of the show as well, we we got a source here, but right. goodbye, Bud. Too bad you didn't stick around one more year. And everybody denied it got out enough so that Everybody denied it, and then two weeks later, Bud quit. Bud quit, and uh, then Suits wrote a column for the St. Paul paper saying, "There's a new tipster in town. Sid has been replaced by Dark Star, and and uh, he's the guy you go to for information." But then I talked to him a couple of times, and he was trying to tell me about this. Uh, uh, you know that he was a horse handicapper because he, in Canterbury, was opening in uh, in in uh 85 and uh 86 i guess was their first year was that right or maybe maybe it was maybe they had already opened but remember it was huge well you don't remember you were not born born but it was huge the first year it was that think because we didn't have a lottery yet or anything this is the pick six was the right. hey? they're giving away three hundred thousand to pick six you know get out to the track yep and so our uh, the St. Paul paper had a handicapper named Danny Tata, and then they had a selection box with three other guys in there, including Phil Marutus. And Danny got uh, Danny was kind of a Chicago, you know, he could have played a character in Goodfellas. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he had a domestic case, and he got fired. So then we took Phil Marutus and made him the handicapper, but that left a selection box opening. Now, Dark, it was not out there yet, right, as far as a guy. And I called him up and said, have you ever been to a horse race in your life? I said, we're looking for a guy in the selection box. Because this was like Tuesday morning. They wanted a third guy to make picks for the Wednesday paper. Yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, I'm your guy, blah, blah, blah. Let's go. So they I call up our sports editor and said, I got your guy, Dark Star. Dark Star. He's <laughs> even got the nickname. <laughs> And he was in this like, and so he got in our selection box, and the next thing you know, yeah, it was in the winter. Danny got fired, so they had to. No, wait, no, it wasn't. I can't remember. But and then, uh, he. So I went out there to hold his hand the first day. He went over nine, and <laughs> on the picks, and then, uh, but then he started schmoozing with the trainers and stuff, and he he'd already been out there schmoozing with the guys. And pretty soon, he's calling in Steve Cannon's show, giving him the report from Canterbury unsolicited. Yeah. And then, and then he, wow. all of a sudden, he's the host of the Canterbury report show. He right. talks his way in there doing the TV stuff. But he, you know, we created a character called Dark Star on the radio, but it was getting in that selection box in the St. Paul paper that mm-hmm. really and, and all of a sudden he's uh, filling in. I told you this story 50 times that he was hosting the Dark Star Show at the Dilly Sports Bar in Anoka. Okay. And on Wednesday <laughs> nights, the Dark Star Show. And he harassed me for months to come up there and be on it with him. This was before. And and he, driving up to Anoka back then was the, there was no row. It was terrible. We had to get on 10, 10. 169 yeah. or 10. And, yeah. Yep. You know, you run into 50 lights and then you get into Anoka and, and it's snowing. I get up there and it's snowing. I get there, go down to the basement of this place. It's in the basement. No dark star. He's dying. He's filling in on CCO. <laughs> Billy Ward from our paper was the, was the host. So I drove up there. I said, why did you tell me you weren't going to be there? He says, cause then I knew you weren't We're going to go. show up, you know? So yeah, he was, uh, he was, uh, he, you couldn't get mad at him. He would talk his, if he'd done something to really should have irritated you, he'd talk
2: his way out of it in five minutes. So you know, my, my, my dad liked him a little bit. Cause my dad liked common man and, and loved his appearances with, with Dan Cole. Um, but you know, and I, I was, you know, I mean, he died 10 years ago. Yeah. Obviously. I was 19 years old. Yeah. Um, but I, I just knew his well, name. Well, you didn't spend a lot of time listening to CCO. No, I wasn't. Then. I wasn't. He had
1: a lot of trouble with women. Okay. Uh, popularity with women because, I mean, he, a couple of his girlfriends, one of them was a good friend of mine, but they uh inappropriate-aged uh, girlfriends. Got it. And, you know, they were... They were more companions than anything. He sure. liked he liked to take them out to dinner and do stuff like that, and he liked to have him, he liked to have these beautiful young ladies sit next to him at Timberwolves games. That story was in the column today, uh, and but it, that this would, you know, fifty year old woman women would see this and say, "Look at that guy!" You know, I mean, it was uh, it would be worse today than it was then, but still, you know my wife had a bunch of friends that were women in the media and they did not like him at all. And I've told this story that they would, uh, they would say, how can your husband stand that guy? How can they tell, how can he tell if, how could how does he know if he's telling the truth? And I always said to her, tell him what difference does it make? They're great stories. I don't care. I don't care if it's the truth or not, yeah. but he's uh, one of the most unforgettable friends I've ever had. And, uh, I said this, I'll say it again. I've said this all week that uh, as this was approaching the 10th anniversary of his death, uh, a, at a wedding, a guy came up to me and said that, you know, you know, Dark told me you were the brother he never had. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, that's really nice. I was close to him. But I know he told 150 other people that too. Said that last not, year, yeah. It's a small group. Yep. it's a, it's not a small group that uh, were his brothers, the brother from a different mother. he <laughs> say that a lot of times. So he was a beauty. He was uh, he was an uh, unforgettable uh, fella. And uh, you know, it's it's funny how I talked to Coley and uh, and we all had the same inclination on that Friday. Cause he, we knew he hadn't been feeling good when we found out that he hadn't showed up for Coley's show and he hadn't, and then I tried to call him. He had two cell phones. There was not a burner. It wasn't a burner, but there was one that was his phone that everybody had. And then there was the other one where if you really needed him, you'd call that one and he'd usually answer it. It sure. was like, not everybody had that one. And he didn't answer what I call that one. And, I got really concerned, and then they went and Dar- Coley said when he didn't show up, he said he's he's dead. He's not gonna. He's, the reason he's here, he's, he's dead, and uh, and ah, uh, sadly that's how it turned out. But uh, man, he lived a life. Yeah, he wasn't rich, but he lived like it. Right. Yeah. What the heck? Not well, bad. That's final yeah. thoughts, sir. Before we wrap up here, final thoughts are. Uh, I guess that uh, the column I really liked this week was Chip's column on how everybody's happy. Yep. Chip had a great column. We're all we're we're a real team. Uh, we don't have fear anymore with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just uh, we're, we're really satisfied with the Timberwolves. We got all kinds of uh, new phrases to use with the Timberwolves and the new owners. Even though they only own uh, at this point sixty and a half percent of it or something. One out of six. And uh, and uh, everybody, we're just happy. We're just giddy as could be here because everybody's getting along until you lose the first one. Yeah. So.
2: Then it'll happen. We'll come crashing down to earth. All right, sir. All right, sir. Declan.
1: Uh, who needs Judd? Huh? Who needs Judd? I don't yeah. know how Judd. Right. Yeah, Dan Seaman, give Judd, me a raise. You, Judd You can take off any any day you want. Actually, Monday usually, but today's Wednesday. So. All
0: right. All right, sir. See you. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night.